Hi, everyone. It's Roxanne Durhodge of Authentic Living with Roxanne. Thanks again for tuning in this week. Uh, this week, I have two special guests, uh, Gabriel Krenza and Robert Krenza, uh, and they own Black Wolf Consultants, Inc. And we're all talking about transformational leadership, but I, I think it's something that um, even more so there's need to discuss transformational really, um, leadership in this time, uh, well before the last uh, bit that we've been through, but even more so, I'm thinking that individually, collectively, as a person, or just uh, whether you're a CEO or the person um, at the front of a company, everybody's looking for transformation and have for a while, but now it's come to bear that we're, we're needing it. It's not a nice to have anymore, but we all need it. So let's talk about imagination. I hadn't thought about that. So I'm curious because I know you do some pretty interesting things. Yep. Just talk about the concept of imagination. So I'm a, you know, I'm a, you know, part of a senior leadership team. I know we're, 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 we're committed, mm -hmm. but I'm not thinking imagination. So explain to me how, what that process is like and what might you be doing to potentially start to introduce people I'm going to think it's a bit at a time. It's mm -hmm. not, you know, all of a sudden they go from, you know, one state into an, um, you know, a playful state. How do you kind of start to introduce the concept of, of imagination in some of the things that you might do? Yeah, I, I think that, you know, imagination is the precursor to innovation and everyone wants to innovate today. You know, that's like such a hot topic and, you know, how to disrupt in the market through innovation and, you know, how to, how to evolve products. And, and so usually that's kind of the, that's more of the selling catchphrase, you know, we'll do I'm gonna put, uh, you're not going to do a search for creativity, but you're going to look for in innovation or disruptors. Mm -hmm. uh, potentially when people are coming to you, they might come with that perspective. And really at that point, you're kind of going through the process and they start to recognize that it's in fact getting to that creative space that will get, get them to achieve their goals. Yeah. So one of the, one of the kind of services that I've put together and, and gotten to facilitate CEOs of, you know, massive companies around the world is it's a day long or it can be a couple days. Sometimes it can just be an afternoon activity that um, involves, it involves a lot of strategy and it's almost like a geocaching exercise. If you're familiar with what that is. A wee um, bet. A wee bet. <laughs> kind of, it's like a scavenger hunt. Yeah. Cause it could, don't the, you know, the kids, I'm going to age myself yeah. here, play that with Pokemon Go or something. Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. It's kind of, that's my extent kind of it. <laughs> well, then you kind of know, but yeah. I built, what I'll do is I'll build a course and it will be, um, it can be in a public park, it could be in a national forest. Um, it can be in downtown Boulder. We've done them in downtown Boulder. And, um, you know, there's all these kind of virtual and physical clues. And it's a game. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a game. But the activity really is a proxy for how these people work together. And it's, you know, I'm, I'm a bit, it's my generation. I'm a bit averse to team building. You know, mm -hmm. it's not a team building activity. It's a kind of culture building activity. And 
what really at the end of the day, again, it's that it's that proxy that parallels how they interact. And if you can distract them enough to think that it is a game and they can let their walls down and uh, their their true colors shine, so to speak, you get mm-hmm. very fascinating things coming out. And, and 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 one of the big topics of this, you know, you kind of if it's a if it's a team of 12, you break them up into small groups of three so that they have more uh, opportunity to interact. And uh, one of the major themes that comes out is, is what's the intersection between collaboration and competition. Mm-hmm. And so you get these you know, small teams of three and they all want to win, but you don't, really def- you don't really define what winning is. You know, the rules are very uh, interpretable and similar to the marketplace. You know, there's different uh, leverage points within, within the markets that are unseen. The rules are unwritten, right? Not all companies mm-hmm. play by this code. Um, the code needs to be defined. And so typically the after, after the activity, you know, the after action review or the debrief is where major, major themes come out. But that imagination piece uh, really comes into play because they get to define what winning looks like and do they want to collaborate as one large group to kind of unlock the puzzle, so to speak. I mean, the course is huge. It can be, it can be a hundred points of, of space. You know, it's kind of like an expansive world. It sounds and like then, fun. It sounds like it's fun. fun. Yeah. Leadership at, you know, it's leadership <laughs> at play. You know, yeah, it's, it's absolutely. Who doesn't want to have fun at work? And I think that's oftentimes what's lacking because it's like, let's do the SWOT analysis. Let's do the internal, the external and, you know, <laughs> all those things. But what I hear here is that you're reaching somewhere with within their space and, you know, all roles aside, or you kind of understand how they how they deal with differences, or how they problem solve, or how their personalities in, would interact with each other. Um, it sounds it sounds like a really fertile space, whatever that space gets defined as, like you said, for people to really um, drop their guard and come to some, you know, probably a lot of realizations. I would think as an overall team as well. Yeah, I think what's um... I think one of the most heartbreaking uh, you know, dichotomies or binaries um, in, in corporate culture is that there's, that you have to be two separate people. You know, you, you're, your, you're your work person and you're the person when you're out of work. And I think that it's leading to a lot of um, upset and depression at work and, and people, uh, you know, the, the idea of, um, uh, you know, just not being able to be your true self and, uh, you know, imposter syndrome um, because you are, you know, you, you're pretending. Um, so this play and imagination sparking space when people get to, you know, and it's not your typical offsite where you're at a fancy hotel in some retreat room and then you share a meal together and, and, you know, then go off to your separate rooms and do it again the next day. And, um, you know, how do you really share in a lived experience together where, uh, you know, work is not defining who you are, you get to define who you are. 
Well, it sounds, it sounds, it sounds lovely. Um, you know, it's something I wish I had in corporate. I remember thinking, oh no, I have to go to that dinner again. And then I have to get dressed up in that theme thing, like for four days in a row. And you're thinking, how am I going to get through this? Something like this sounds like really refreshing. So let's talk about this sphere of services, because I want to, you know, I want the listeners to understand kind, um, you know, you have executive coaching, you have CTLA. So I want you to define that and where kind of Gabriel's, um, I'm saying Gabriel, Gabriel, Gabriel. 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 Yeah. that's my Trinidadian accent. So you're going to have to okay. forgive me for that. Okay. Um, and how it kind of fits kind of um, in, where do you, so Robert, I don't know if you can kind of give, give me or the listeners an aerial shot of the entire kind of, um, you know, overview of the business. I'll do my best. Okay. <laughs> I'll do my best. And, and I'm sure that Gabriel will fill in. Um, there's there's two parts of the Black Wolf business, right? There's the experiential side, um, which is primarily the outdoor process. And there's the experiential side in the indoor process. And CTLA is the experiential indoor process. So CTLA, Collaborative and Transformational Leadership Acceleration, um, has um, stands on its own, but the collaborative and transformational leadership system includes a 360. I will say this to you. I have literally in my library, and I love my library, I love books. Um, one book out of all of them that concisely and precisely talks about what transformation is. And the book is called Immunity to Change. It's written by Robert Keegan and Lisa Leahy, both Harvard business professors, and while it's great, they, they have written it through the lens of a professor. I, I think it's great. Um, and it has given birth to the Leadership Circle profile, which is Bob Anderson's work. And it's the 360 instrument. And in my work, you are exposed to lots of 360 instruments. And um, the Leadership Circle profile is relatively new. And it's the only instrument that really is measuring competency and emotional reactive tendency. So all the other 360s that I've been exposed to measure strengths and weaknesses. Mm -hmm. Already, to Gabriel's point, already putting you into a dichotomy of separating who you are as a leader in the business and who you are as a husband or father at home. So the LCP really allows you and the CTLA program. So CTLA plus LCP equals CTLS. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So we're looking at a whole system by including the 360. Um, and what we've done is and use the word time uh, a, a little while ago. One of the things that I've come to understand and see and experience is that corporate leaders want it done quick and fast. Mm -hmm. And that's just not where transformation lives. Transformation does not live in quick and fast. Um, left neocortex, logical and linear, operates in quick and fast. But the rest of the intelligence systems, which are many that we are avail availed of, the left neocortex is logical and linear, the right neocortex is imagined or creative, the emotional brain, which has really been a Daniel Goleman um, 
uh, work that has now been in existence for 15 years, the intuitional intelligence. You know, there's lots of studies that are being done. If I had followed my intuition, X, Y, Z would have happened. And I'm talking all positive X, Y, Zs. And I think that one of the things that we neglect most significantly is the heart and the breath and how important, how, how, inex- how I can't even, important isn't the right word, how significant the heart and the breath is to uh, the, all, all the other intelligences. So as we incorporate all of these intelligences, the arc of time, which of course is not a long time, but according to the corporate mind, it's a long time, which is a 12 month arc. And so this 12 month arc um, really requires, number one, it requires a commitment and it requires a commitment to really um, be willing to, um, and I think Brene Brown has done a fantastic job here in, in her work around vulnerability, really letting yourself be vulnerable and understand, and, and uh, I would say, and recreate yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, re- recreate yourself in, a, in, a, in what is meaningful to you. What ins- if, if you are a leader and your leadership is, is designed to inspire and motivate others, you can't inspire and motivate others unless you are inspired and motivated. So being inspired and motivated, husband, father, leader, CEO, regional president, doesn't matter what your title is. You have to really be, and, and this and CTLA addresses all of them um, on a 12 month virtual process. So it doesn't require, um, and you know, and this is really where we begin to segue from Gabriel's work, which is also incredibly significant but the pandemic really has put a kibosh, if you will, on the outdoor experiential work and the CTLA work uh, has been able to continue. Um, And, you know, the social media work and Gabriel's an extraordinary writer and writing around and using social media as as a writing vehicle. And, you know, another collaboration that Gabriel and I are in is writing the book we don't have a title yet, but it's the transformational book of who am I is the first question. And the second question is, what is my contribution? Mm-hmm. So if you answer those two questions for yourself, you know, your values, what are your values that resonate with your goals? And then who am I as a contribution? Then the what is it that I'm doing really evolves or unfolds right out of that because you're a happy human being. You're a fulfilled human being. Absolutely, absolutely. And it makes so much sense because as part of my book, what I talk about is, you know, what's your, what's your, what's your leadership legacy? And I think of myself, right? So like um, I alluded to being born in a little island in Trinidad and Tobago, grew up in a little village, you know, family of six running around bare feet in between the cane fields and playing with everybody and fishing and, and uh, but a real sense of um, community, right? But had seen some, um, you know, disagreements in my family, and wanted to always ensure, because I I knew what it felt like not to have a voice, to allow others to always have a voice. So when I looked at why I do what I do, ultimately it was born out of that, which was you know quite young, 
So, you know, that whole connection, you know, which, you know, in corporate, they always say, now I think we're talking the different language that just be yourself, but really, <laughs> does it promote it? You know, that, you know, one person lead coming into the corporate environment is the same person leaving and being the same person at home. And that hasn't been uh, the case for a very, very long time. And like you said, transformation takes a long time, but a lot of companies want the one and done, right? Like with the, you know, the, the talk or the half day or the, you know, the workshop so that they can create change. And we know that that doesn't sustain a real transformative, transformative uh, change. Senior leaders listening to this or boards or CEOs and they're, they're in trouble, right? They recognize that they, you know, they need to make this commitment, but they're not so sure because they're listening to us probably going, yes, it sounds really nice and well. Where am I going to find the time? Yeah, maybe we have the money, but we're not so sure. Maybe they're kind of scared too, right? Because what are you talking about really with transformation? What kind of, what would you say to them if you were on a phone call to them, Gabrielle? They're calling you up. They want to talk to you about that, you know, that fun adventure you talked about. What, mm-hmm. what kind of things would you say to them or things that you might tell them to consider? if they're going with a, a transformative program like your, your own. Is what's your relationship with the word possibility? Um, and what does possibility mean for you? So, you know, the imagination piece is really a, a cornerstone to my work, but it can be averse. You know, it can, it can be something that people are averse to in, in their initial conversation. So, I think the, um, you know, one of the big ones that Robert and I use often is what are you doing that's contributing to the problem you're complaining about? That usually has some, creates some pause. and Or reverberation, <laughs> I would think. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> or, you know, just like when they kind of go, what do you yeah, mean? Yeah, exactly. It's not exactly. about me. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, I like they, that. They have that, I, they have that like, I, yeah, I guess huh okay i hadn't thought of it like that so you know a lot of a lot of this work is um thinking outside of the box to solve um to solve challenger problems in ways that you know have have never been done before and that's what play you know that's what play is that's what creativity is um you know that's what uh improvisation is and so the Initial conversation typically is is fairly fun and light. Um, you know, I one of the services that Black Wolf also offers is executive leadership coaching. Um, so it, it it can often turn into a bit of a coaching uh, type conversation where uh, much of my work is in more of a, a facilitated um, format versus driving curriculum. So. I'm always thinking of what's the next best question to ask. And I think questions are so powerful um, versus uh, what's the next point I can make or what can I tell you? So yeah, hold, I think holding the space for reflection, you know, simply put and respectfully, what do you want from me? If it's something, if you're talking about you know, leadership is so intangible, you know, you can't, I can't pay you X number of dollars to get, X segments of leadership, right? Transformation is, uh, it's, it's both a thing, but it's a concept. 
you know, you can't, I can't be paid to transform you. There's a choice that is, that needs to occur. So um, being very clear with what a client wants and then being very upfront with, I'd love to be paid by you. I'd love to accept your money, but I, I, I don't think actually what, what you're asking for is something that I can provide. I can guide, I can help guide you. I can facilitate the conversation that will open the door to discovery. You know, but if you're, if you're looking through purely a transactional lens in approaching this work, then um, we may not be the right fit. Makes it makes a lot of sense. Robert, what would you say to someone if you were having a conversation about um, working with an organization like yourself? What kind of things might you say or have them consider? And uh, understanding the uh, distinction between your experience and your return on investment. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I would say that um, a lot of clients ask their, their decision-making is revolves around not, not listening to someone's experience, even mm -hmm. though it's going to address exactly what they're asking for. What they're um, trapped in uh, is an ROI or a return on investment or financial. What's the financial return on the investment? So Black Wolf has brought on board a human being you know, there's a lot of, lot of ways that you classify this human being account executive. We're choosing to use the language, the head of revenue and transformational growth for Black Wolf. So it's, it's his expertise, um, his, his heart and his soul is really um, uh, in, in integrity with the Black Wolf ethos of transformation but his uh, background and training, both as a Marine captain and then as a corporate executive is financial. Mm -hmm. So what I'm, what I'm saying to you and, and to our clients is that the return on investment is significant. Mm -hmm. So when you look at, and, and we're in the process of writing a white paper that really quantifies what this return on investment is, if mm -hmm. someone, and we're, we're in the midst of the great resignation. Absolutely, yes, we are. <laughs> we, we are literally, you know, there's cottage industries that are beginning with jeans jackets and on the back is embroidered, I quit my job. So there is, uh, and we're, yeah. we're, not at the, we're not at the end of this, we're not even at the middle of it, we're at the mm -hmm. beginning of it. Yeah. And we have human beings around the planet who are saying, and this goes back to uh, this may be before your time actually, is the movie network. And so the star of the movie network, Albert Finney, uh, is a newsman and he's just, he, he screams in the movie, uh, um, I, I'm, uh, what does it say? I'm mad as hell and I'm not gonna take it anymore. So, you know, the, the, the people who are resigning are mad as hell and they're not gonna take it anymore. They're not going to be treated like a thing I came across a quote yesterday, we were writing it, and it's, the quote was um, that, middle man, that, that, the, that middle management has a complaint and it's not being listened to by the leader. Mm -hmm. And that's, that it's, it's a universal experience that middle management 
and down is having. They're not being listened to. And so their choice is either be in an environment where they're not being listened to or leave. And they're like, this is the time I'm leaving. Absolutely. So, yeah. so, so what my, my, that's, that's, that's my, that's my point is the financial cost of having someone leave and replacing that person is 10 times what it costs to go through the transformational program of the leader and his team or a group of leaders. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. So, so, so the 12 month arc really is, it's a $20,000 investment. Mm-hmm. And persons that are leaving and you're training to come into that job and you know, your, your, your time lost on that job is, is $2 million. Right. Absolutely. So looking at the overall impact yeah versus just the the financial and you know the new the name of my new book is ror return on relationship how authentic <laughs> leaders can amplify resilience on their team so i'm i'm completely in line with what you're saying and so it makes so much sense it's 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 looking at the impact of value alignments with what people are wanting in this day and age to stay connected to who they are right so if i'm roxanne at work i'm also roxanne at home and there's not much of a delineation between because I am who I am. And I think that would be something I wish uh, that that was existing when I was in corporate 10 years ago, because I had to park, you know, one part of my brain in order to be an executive uh, that was working with companies, you know, across Canada. So um, right, Roxanne, I would say to you that that is one of the one of the phrases that I hear more than any other phrase. Mm-hmm. I, I wish that dot 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 was available yes. to me. Yeah. And and what I'm saying is that experientially, I, I I would love. I don't think this is going to happen soon, but I would love for people to talk to other people who they know, mm-hmm. or who they know what role they have and that they're successful. Like what, and really listen to them and have that be part of the the decision making process because it goes to the it I, I think and based on my experience now and I've got a lot of it <laughs> but but I think that human beings want to be heard they want to be happy they want to be fulfilled and this isn't my concept this is when people finally go through the program and they're communicating what they were held back by mm-hmm. they, 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 and, and what they were dissatisfied with and, and what was what needed to transform and realizing, coming to realize, this is the self-realization and the self-awareness part of raising their consciousness to they can choose. Mm-hmm. So they, they can choose to be happy. And if they, and, and if it's not going to happen in the organization, it, it can happen outside of the organization. Mm-hmm. And, and if it's not going to happen with them staying, it's going to happen with them leaving. But my, my point is, is that it's not, you're not a victim of circumstances ever. That's part of the transformational process. You know, you and I have both known people who have had the same accident, same horrific traumatic accident, and one person is a victim and the other person is an inspiration and they have exactly the same condition. Mm-hmm. Now, 
okay, so I don't think that both are true because this disempowers you and disempowers you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So be, being an inspiration of whatever, whatever has occurred to you in your life mm-hmm. is, is a much more sati- self-satisfying, fulfilling way to lead one's life rather than being a victim in who did what and what did who to et cetera, all that craziness. I know, I know. So, so it's taking a taking a hold of it and making making sense of it. So this has been amazing. I've enjoyed this. Um, and it sounds like something uh, that many people would um, are needing, first of all. And, um, you know, the fun part of it, uh, Gabriel, I think uh, makes so much sense when, you know, that interface between, you know, we we spend so much time with the people that we work with. I think of when I was in corporate for 15 years and I spent so much more time with them than I did my family at that time. And to be able to give that gift for people to recognize that maybe organizationally from a macro level, um, companies can make change so that they don't have to go through the bleeding out process of what the new resignation is going it, to, it's going to come for a lot of companies, unfortunately. So, uh, you know, I, I thank you for your time. And um, now I want to know where can they get a hold of you if you wanted to let us know. Robert, you're going to say something, though. It looked like I cut you off there. You know, Roxanne, I, I, I'd, I'd love really to turn over to Gabriel a second and just have him kind of feed into this process. There's no end. So this is important to just say, Roxanne, there's no end to this conversation. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, you know, we're just going to stop for a while. <laughs> and, and, you know, at some point you and I are going to talk again or you're going to start talking about what I just talked about. Absolutely. Uh, well, I, I know, agree. You know, I mean, I, I just can feel who you are. <laughs> and um, so, Gabriel, I'm, I'm going to turn it over to you. Well, I, I want to make sure that listeners know how to find us. So our website's www.blackwolfconsultants, plural. Dot com and Black Wolf Consultants on Instagram. Uh, we have a LinkedIn page as well. We're on Facebook. And then, yeah, just our, our email, the nomenclature is very simple. It's just first name dot last name at blackwolfconsultants.com. Yeah, it's an exciting time. I think that our kind of the global community is primed to explore what's possible and I, I think that um, I use the word exciting in a positive uh, light because there's a lot of you know also really challenging things that you know we're, we're working through and um, you know I'll, I'll forever be an environmentalist and I you know my heart bleeds deep green and um, I think that much of that that work and how we change our relationship with the planet and how we use resources uh, really is a reframing concept and um, you know, solving problems um, with completely new ideas. Um, so you know, that's at its, at, at its core, that's the, the work that I'm, I'm excited and inspired by. Well, thank you again for your time. Um, and what, what am I taking away? There's so many things I'm taking away. Just hold on, actually, one second. Let me let me just you know add. The color of the heart is green. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, literally the color of the heart. When, when we look at the, the seven chakras, the heart is in the middle. Mm -hmm. And the seven chakras are the same colors as the rainbow. Mm -hmm. And the acronym for remembering the seven chakras is Roy G. Biv. Right? Red, orange, yellow, green, indigo, violet. The green heart is, heart is the fourth chakra and green is that fourth color in the spectrum. And I, I resonate so deeply with that because when you stand on top of a mountain and look out at some, you know, amazing, beautiful, expansive green, for me, I always feel it. It hits me right in my core. I feel it right in my heart. So it's like, hmm. a, it's a no brainer. It's like a, when I learned that the heart chakra was green, I was like, oh yeah, of course it is. <laughs> Duh. You probably knew it all along. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Roxanne, what are you taking away from this? Well, I'm taking away so many things, but I think more so is, um, which is what I completely believe. I think back to who am I? And I think, um, you know, we, we have a duty to help people reconnect to who they are. Because we talked developmentally a little bit about that transition, Robert, with what happens to a lot of people. And unfortunately, a lot of people disconnect in a way that allows them to not listen deep down inside to who they are and that authentic voice uh, within themselves. So I think that's what I'm taking away. Like you are there as a um, vein to allow the space for uh, the person to get reconnected to who they are and then um, really collectively, you know, stay in the space of that unity as a whole. And with that space, if you're, when you're able to create that with someone, um, what a blessing that is to everybody mm -hmm. that is in that environment, but also to the company as a whole. So again, thank you so much. Um, I'm sure we will stay connected. I hope to maybe come up with an experience of one of your, mm -hmm. um, your, your fun experiences there. And um, uh, for any listeners, please reach out um, to either Gabriel or Robert if you're needing more. And for myself, uh, if you're needing more information on authentic uh, leadership with your teams, please reach out at RoxanneDurhodge.com. Okay, take care, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Authentic Living with Roxanne, creating the space for positive, healthy change. Roxanne is a keynote speaker, psychotherapist, and coach. To work with Roxanne, visit RoxanneDurhage.com slash blueprint. We'll see you next time on Authentic Living with Roxanne.